With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show. The phone number if you would like to be a part of this here program. 877-97-ERIC. 877-973-7425. The Ad Council is a great ad. This appears to be an old ad. I had never seen this before. You know, the Ad Council is a public-private partnership, really uses government taxpayer dollars for money. I just thought when I saw this, this couldn't be real, but it turns out that it actually is very, very real. This is what some of your your money uh, went towards paying this Thanksgiving. Remember the cranberry sauce, but forget the marijuana. Terry was convinced to take a toke of a joint with his friend just to relax. Immediately after, Terry killed his friend who had given him the marijuana in a murderous craze. Not so safe, is it? Marijuana. Not even once. I think this actually makes marijuana sound cooler than the cranberry sauce. (laughs) Turns out the friend who gave him the joint was a bag of Doritos and he murdered him. Oh my gosh. This is stuff the Ad Council does. Oh, we, we, we're going to spend some time on the Thanksgiving stuff. But but we, we got to begin, actually, with uh, the aftermath. Sadly, it continues to go on and on. So much has been said in the aftermath of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial last week and then over the weekend there was that horrific uh, incident in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, where a man drove into a crowd. He had jumped bail, and even though he had jumped bail, released on bond, the media wants us to believe that this guy who plowed into the crowd on Sunday at the Christmas parade, and by the way, uh, many media outlets refer to it as a holiday parade. It was actually a Christmas parade by its own branding. The guy who drove into the crowd, the media wants us to know, according to police sources, had actually was fleeing the the scene of another crime, of a knifing, and happened to drive into the crowd. Didn't know the parade was going on. It happened to drive that way, fleeing the police, and ran into the crowd. I have some thoughts on this. Let's just, for the sake of argument... Let's presume the media is telling us the truth about the man in in Wisconsin who drove into the crowd, killed five so far, five dead, 40 injured. Let's just take the news media at their word at first. Yes, yes, let's just for the sake of argument, take them at their word at first. That according to multiple media outlets from CNN uh, on down, the man was actually fleeing a crime he committed, a knifing 
a crime no one would have noticed or seen or heard about or really much cared about, and instead drove into a parade, a Christmas parade, killing five, injuring 40. A crime that everybody will see. And let's just say, oops, my bad, took a wrong turn trying to get away from the police, and this is what happened. See, the problem here is that why should we believe the American media at this point? This is the problem we have arrived at in this country with stories like this, even if the media is true. And I don't know that they are because they want to downplay this sort of stuff so much. Even if it's true, nobody's going to believe them because they've destroyed their credibility so often. Look at the Kyle Rittenhouse case. The amount of hysteria that is out there in the media is nuts. This is commentary from Tiffany Cross at MSNBC. He wasn't the only lawmaker to make this point. Uh, Paul Gosar, whose own family doesn't like him, um, said that he wanted uh, Kyle as an intern. I I find these people disgusting, Ellie. I'm disgusted at what I'm seeing. It's not just this trial, it's other trials, but this in particular, the fact that white supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely and celebrate this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely, it lets you know these people have access to instituting uh, laws. They represent the legislative branch of this country. What are we to make of that. A murderous white supremacist, she called Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, it, this, this is bizarre. This is unfortunate. It's a lie. And yet they keep it up. They keep it up. So much of what the media said in the aftermath of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial wasn't true. Do you know the the Independent, it was not alone. There were multiple media outlets, including the Independent, which is a British outlet, getting its news from several American outlets, claimed Kyle Rittenhouse killed three black men in, uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He didn't. They claimed he carried a gun across state lines. He didn't. He did uh, go across state lines to, a, to Kenosha, but he worked there. He was going for a job and decided that he needed to protect the businesses so his business, among others, didn't get burned down. It's kind of stunning, actually, to see the level of misinformation out there. So now this guy drives into a crowd in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and we're to believe the media, we're to take the media at their word, we're we're to treat it as true when they're dismissive of this, when they're so often dismissive of these situations. You know, Jacob Blake, for example, which led to the rioting in in Kenosha, Wisconsin, didn't die. Uh, Multiple media outlets reported him as as being killed by police. That wasn't show. And by the way, the fact pattern there doesn't really justify rioting given what Jacob Blake was doing. I gotta, I, I, I have to wonder. And I have wondered all morning if I should be big enough to say across national airwaves what I put in writing in my morning newsletter. And I I think so. I think this needs to be asked. Does the American media want a race war? Does the American press corps want a race war? When Dylan Roof went into the church, the AME church in Charleston, South Carolina, those people prayed for him and over him before he murdered them. 
he wanted a race war. He wanted to start a race war. And it seems like a lot of the media, particularly those at MSNBC, really want to do a race war as well. They want to provoke others to violence. The amount of hysteria, the, the amount of things claimed on MSNBC in particular have been just unhinged. Uh, the amount of stuff they've said, they've let say. Now, I know there are people who believe this stuff, and that, that's the bad thing is that so many people believe this stuff, and it simply isn't true. It's just not true. Listen to Maxine Waters on MSNBC. Uh, as you well know, a couple of courtroom cases have really grabbed national attention the last few weeks. Let's start with the thoughts on the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. What goes through your mind? Well, you know, I was absolutely disappointed in the judge. He demonstrated from the very beginning that he was on the side of the defendant. Uh, the business of not letting the jury decide on the gun issue, whether or not he uh, was too young to have had a gun, he took that unto himself. Uh, it was unusual for him to allow uh, this uh, defendant uh, to be able to select who the final jurors were going to be. He was absolutely outrageous in the way that he conducted himself. And everybody saw that. He was the talk of the country, the way that he conducted himself. And he was brazen. He was bold. He was on the side of the defendant. And I don't think justice has been served. I want to play you this again and pause it. Because you, you need to, you got to pay attention to this. You, you got to understand, this was on MSNBC. They let her say these things. They, they left it unchallenged. Let's walk back through this. Uh, as you well know, a couple of courtroom cases have really grabbed national attention the last few weeks. Let's start with the thoughts on the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. What goes through your mind? Well, you know, I was absolutely disappointed in the judge. He demonstrated from the very beginning that he was on the side of the defendant. Did you know that the judge refused Kyle Rittenhouse's request to move the trial to a change of venue? He, he insisted the trial stay in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Didn't honor the defense request. Did you know that the defense wanted to enter evidence about Joseph Rosenbaum, the child predator, child molester who was killed, uh, and also about the other guy who was killed who also had, had criminal record? And the judge refused that. He refused uh, multiple motions by Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer, including mistrial motions. He refused motions to admit evidence. He includingly uh, refused to allow... Kyle Rittenhouse's attorneys to probe the state of mind of police officers who uh, they, they had said prior to the trial were glad he was there, wouldn't let him go there with the trial, uh, really shut down multiple defense motions in the run-up to the trial. Also, you are to give the benefit of the doubt to the defendant in the American justice system. You're to give the benefit of the doubt to the defendant in the trial. That, that's part of criminal procedure there. The defendant gets all the benefits of the doubt. Uh, the business of not letting the jury decide on the gun issue, whether or not he uh, was too young to have had a gun. He you, you don't do that. You, 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 does Maxine Waters not understand this? There was a, You have to prove certain things according to the law, and they did not meet the standard of proof. The judge can enter a directed verdict on most things in a trial, almost anything in a trial. And in this case, they proved that the barrel length of the gun was long enough such that Kyle Rittenhouse was allowed to carry it in Wisconsin. They proved the ownership. They proved he had the right to do it. They check, you know, in a fact pattern in court, in criminal cases, each element of a crime has a, has a, has a component. 
And they couldn't prove those things. So, of course, the judge threw out. The jury never had to get to the question of could he or could he not lawfully own the gun because the prosecutor failed to meet the basic points to show he shouldn't have had it. Because the gun barrel length was the length that it was, and Kyle Rittenhouse had permission to use it, and he didn't bring it across state lines, it was not a crime. There was no doubt in anyone's mind it was a crime. The jury only has to do the uh, has to consider a case when there are doubts as to the crime. There were no doubts as to the gun. You can disagree with him having the gun, but you need to understand this. You have to actually raise the doubts, and there was no doubt whatsoever. He lawfully, legally, under Wisconsin law, was entitled to have the gun. There's no reason to send that to the jury. He took that unto himself. Uh, it was unusual for him to allow uh, this uh, defendant uh, to be able to select who the final jurors were going to be. That, that's not unusual at all. This judge has for 21 years as a judge done this. He keeps the names of all of the potential alternates in a box. And then he allows the defendant to pull the names out of the box. He's done it for 21 years in every case, not just this case, but 21 years in every criminal case. He has allowed the defendant to pull the names out of the hat. Who else would do it? The DA, the judge, it doesn't matter. It's a random selection from a hat. Maxine Waters did not know this. And the reporter at MSNBC did not challenge her. He was absolutely outrageous in the way that he conducted himself. No, he wasn't. These are all things that were done, and they let her get away with it on MSNBC. They allowed Tiffany Cross to call him a murderous white supremacist. They have allowed Joy Reid to go on and, and repeatedly attack and say that this guy, he that he was willful, that it was wrong, he, he's, he wants to raise the specter, or they want to raise the specter of white supremacy. Joy Reid herself has been particularly unhinged on MSNBC. Then you have the NAACP president come out and say Rittenhouse is a warning shot that vigilante justice is allowed. You know, vigilante justice isn't allowed. The reason Kyle Rittenhouse got away with it is not because he was a vigilante and it's allowed, but because it was self-defense. He wasn't charged with vigilanteism. They did not charge him with that. They charged him with murder and he had a self, he had self-defense. The amount of willful disinformation from the media, particularly MSNBC, makes you wonder if they want a race war. It makes you wonder if they are inciting people to violence. They've been doing this for a couple of years now, and they can't let it go. And by the way, this is now Joe Biden's America. It's no longer Donald Trump's America. And they're continuing to amplify this stuff. One of the voices of reason on the self-defense issue was David French. Yes, on CNN with Brian Stelter. Well, one of the takeaways is that I think the media dropped the ball. Parts of the media dropped the ball on covering this case from the start because right from the start, there were a couple of things that were pretty immediately obvious. One was we knew what Wisconsin self-defense law was. And the other one was there was a lot of video evidence out there in the public domain. And what the video evidence showed was that Rittenhouse was being chased before he fired fatal shots, that he was knocked to the ground, he was attacked before he fired fatal shots. And if you knew Wisconsin self-defense law and you knew sort of the rules around open carry, then you knew he was going to have a strong defense. That was David French on CNN. You could watch the heads explode as he said these things. And he was telling the truth. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch so many of these people on the left, in the media, willfully still 
after all this time, lie and distort what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And then when the parade happens, and by the way, NPR, let me read you the headline, NPR uh, calls it the Waukesha Holiday Parade when the actual title was the Waukesha Christmas Parade says that, oh, well, actually, the, this this guy, he was, he was fleeing from the law and happened to take a wrong turn. Maybe that's the truth, but how can anyone believe the media after so much willful distortion of the Kyle Rittenhouse case? They seem to be in on it. Holiday seasons are upon us, and you got to start thinking about gifts, particularly now with all the supply chain nonsense out there. You want to get a good gift. You want to get a thoughtful gift. And did you know we spend a third of our lives in bed? So pure organic cotton sheets from Bowl and Branch make a truly special gift. They make the highest quality sheets by doing things the right way, not the easy way. My wife, by the way, loves Bowl and Branch sheets. She really does. So I got to tell you, they're comfortable. The sheets, they fit perfectly. The fitted sheets are great. They're not going to shrink. In fact, they're going to get softer over time. I can tell you because we sleep under them. It's a husband and wife team, Scott and Missy Tannen. They founded Bull and Branch to create a new standard in bedding by doing things the right way. Again, they don't do the easy way. They do the right way. They've got high thread count, premium cotton, and it gets so soft. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bull and Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. If you order by December 19th, you get guaranteed delivery by Christmas. The best deals of the year are going now from November 18th to November 22nd with promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions may apply. The phone number here, 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. I want to play you this clip from Van Jones on CNN. Well, um, I, I do respect the, the jury system, and I, I uh, appreciate what the president had to say. But there's a reason that people are upset, and it's that there's a bigger context here. Um, uh, this idea of white vigilante violence is something that we have to wrestle with, and it may not be, uh, be done in one single court case, but we've got a pattern now where white men feel that they have the right to enforce the law themselves. When you look at Ahmaud Arbery, uh, when you look at this case, uh, when you look at Trayvon Martin, when you look at the white mob that attacked the Capitol, that somehow there is a group of people that think that they have the right to take the law into their own hands. Now, there are always people who think they have the right to take the law into their own hands. There are rioters who were burning down buildings in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in Portland, Oregon, in Chicago, Illinois, in Washington, D.C., in Atlanta, Georgia, protesting. Let, let's walk back through his statement, though. Well, um, I, I do respect the, the jury system, and I, I uh, appreciate what the president had to say. But there's a reason that people are upset, and it's that there's a bigger context here. Um, uh, this idea of white vigilante violence is something that we have to wrestle with. And it may not be uh, be done in one single court case, but we've got a pattern now where white men feel that they have the right to enforce the law themselves. When you look at Ahmaud Arbery. Currently, the men are on trial. Uh, when you look at this case, uh, when you look at Trayvon Martin, when you look at the white mob that attacked the Capitol. That's- also, a bunch of those people going to jail. Mm, Sounds like people are being held accountable. Y'all, from the moment I sat in my X chair, my body said, this is what a real office chair is supposed to be like. I had, gosh, I had gone through office chairs and then I got my X chair and 
it is the perfect chair. In fact, my X chair, unlike your chair, can massage my back while I'm sitting doing three hours of talk radio. It can even heat up and cool down depending on my office, which tends to run hot in the summer and cold in the wintertime. And it's all in the LMX massage and temperature regulation exclusively designed for the X-Chair. And once you feel the customized support of X-Chair's patented dynamic lumbar, DVL, they call it, dynamic variable lumbar, your back's going to be happy. What I need you to do, you got to go check out the X-Chair because yeah, I bought the, y'all know the expensive brand and I bought it. It was a good chair. It actually was a really good chair. And X-Chair takes it to the next level. What you need to do is go to xchaireric.com now. That's X, the letter X, chair, E-R-I-C-K.com. Or call 844-4-X-Chair for $100 off your order. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. It's xchaireric, E-R-I-C-K.com. It is worth it. Hello here. Glad to be with you today. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425 across the country. If you would like to be a part of this year program, uh, you should note um, that the social media manager for the uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin Democratic Party or for the Democratic Party in Wisconsin says that uh, the attack in Waukesha was karma. Karma, that's right. Karma. Sad. Um, okay, uh, one more one more clip before I move on to other topics. Uh, th- this one is important here. This is the NAACP president talking about the Rittenhouse matter. Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, explanation that he was acting in in self-defense. President Biden said, you know, this was disappointing in some ways, but the jury system works and we have to abide by it. You say the verdict itself was dangerous. You know, it's hard for African-Americans to reconcile what we witnessed in that trial. We have far too many individuals sitting in jail for crimes they didn't commit or overcharged for crimes that were committed. And here you have a 17-year-old who illegally purchased a gun, traveled across state lines to protect property that was not his for owners that who did not invite him, and he put himself in harm's way based on the rhetoric that he's seen on social media platforms. So it's hard to reconcile the verdict with the experience that many African-Americans have faced over the uh, several decades. So this, this, this trial for us is a warning shot that vigilante justice is allowed in this country or in particular communities. Kyle Rittenhouse, as you know, has become this sort of icon for some within the conservative movement. Um, he was used back during the campaign by the by the then Biden campaign team in a campaign video um, that positioned him as a white supremacist. His mother said that was defamatory to him. The bottom line is this is being politicized. Um, and I'm wondering what you think the impact of that is. 
Well, the current political environment has allowed for this type of behavior. The prior administration has opened the door, and many individuals who operate under the banner of white supremacy have run through the door, whether it's Charlottesville or the, the killings in Pittsburgh at the synagogue or in Louisville. And unfortunately, until we have mature uh, politicians willing to stand up, regardless of political affiliations, and address the questions of mob violence, vigilantism, but more importantly, the underlying issue of race in this country, something we have never truly addressed. Okay, I got a question. I, I, by the way, I, I agree. We need mature politicians to stand up and talk about uh, mob violence and vigilantism. But uh, what about the mobs that tore through major cities that were uh, praised as justified by the media, the fiery but mostly peaceful protests? Remember those? If you want to talk about one, you've got to talk about both, but they don't want to talk about that one. They don't want to talk about that one. This is largely the problem we've got is we do have problems in this country, but uh, the major voices who appear on most television news networks and editorialists at most newspapers and the reporters themselves They don't want to talk about the mobs burning down America when they don't get their way. They don't want to talk about the the fire bombings. You know, there was a reporter from formerly of the New York Times who pointed out uh, having covered those businesses in Kenosha, Wisconsin that burned down and many of them didn't have insurance. The New York Times punted the story until after the election. It was done well before the election. One of the talking points prior to the election from people on the left was that uh, burning down businesses wasn't really violence because with property destruction, you had insurance. Many of the businesses actually didn't, and they buried the story. The story about the Waukesha, Wisconsin killings during that Christmas parade over the weekend were put on page A22 of the New York Times, the very back of the first section of the New York Times. I agree we've got problems in the country. I think everyone agrees we have problems in the country. The problem is the coverage in much of the press is very one-sided. Look at how they defamed the uh, Covington Catholic School, uh, Nick Sandman, in the March for Life in Washington, D.C. He received settlements from major news outlets. And I guess it's going to take people like Sandman and Kyle Rittenhouse suing the snot out of major media operations before they do anything. The coverage at MSNBC makes me wonder about Comcast. Comcast owns MSNBC. Does Comcast want a race war? I assume not. I assume its executives don't. But how can they tolerate what's going on on MSNBC? Is it just because there are hardly any viewers? I mean, the bulk of the people who watch MSNBC are Democratic partisans and members of the press, and there aren't a lot of those. On the weekend on MSNBC, they struggled to get 90,000 viewers. It boggles my mind. You want, to have, you want to have conversations about race in the country and vigilantism? Have conversations about the people burning up. Except you can't do that, can you? Because they're on that side. The media is on their side. The NAACP president is on their side. Let's go back last year. You had the small business owners who were assailed for protesting in May that they wanted their businesses reopened during the lockdowns. 
They were they were told that if you get COVID, you need to give up your right to oxygen if somebody else needs it because you shouldn't be protesting. You should be wearing a mask. You should be home. How dare you want your business reopened? The government's going to provide for you anyway. And then a couple of months later, after the George Floyd situation, it was people's civic right. Their, their civic right to protest far outweighed COVID. All those unmasked people burning down businesses across America. It was their right to do it. They were fiery, but mostly peaceful. And they needed to. It was understandable. The small business owners, they were not understandable. They were bad. But the protesters who actually were burning down businesses, they were good. So how can we believe anything in the media on this? How can we believe the press on this? How can we believe CNN? How can we believe MSNBC? They were so blatantly, their reporters and anchors, not all of them, but a lot of them, almost all of them on MSNBC, about half of them on CNN, were condemnatory of the small business owners whose businesses were going under and praising those who were protesting to get it out of their system and make people see them and hear them and understand they were grieving. And then to have, well, I mean, like Van Jones, I played you the clip. I like the guy, but he's on CNN saying we got a problem with white vigilantism in the country. Uh, and he cites the Almond Arbor trial. They're on trial for murder. Let's see what happens first. And he cites the people storming into the Capitol. I, I'm concerned with some of the folks at Fox News trying to revise what actually happened on January 6th and make it some sort of innocuous protest when part of it was very violent and it wasn't all Antifa people. But those people are going to jail. The bison-helmeted biblical donkeys going for 41 months to prison. The problem here is that the rioters aren't. The problem here is that the vigilantes in Kenosha, in Portland, in Atlanta, you name it, they're not going to jail for 41 months. They're not going to jail, many of them, at all for what they did which of course stirs up a grievance of its own. Why are these people being punished so hard when the people who destroyed the livelihoods of middle America are getting off? I don't think the people should have stormed the Capitol. And I think some of those who did were malicious. They had bad intent and they should go to prison, including the bison helmet and biblical donkey. But a lot of people who burned down Kenosha, Wisconsin, who burned down Buckhead in Atlanta, who burned down Portland, Oregon, they they never even got charged. So I understand the people who are upset that 41 months, I think I said years, 41 months for the bison-helmeted biblical donkey, nothing for the others. Where's the justice in that? They destroyed people's livelihoods. Oh, but they had interest. No, actually, the data shows a lot of them didn't. So when you're picking a side and you're allowing that side to fester, you you skew all of your data towards that. You get the basics on the Rittenhouse matter wrong. You get the facts wrong. You get the data wrong and you restate it and you double down on your ignorance and your willful misinformation. How can we believe you now when a man runs through a parade with his car, kills five so far, 40 injured, and you say, ah, well, he was just fleeing another crime. How can we believe you? How can we believe it wasn't intentional? You're always playing down one side and playing up the other side. Many of you misrepresented what happened with Jacob Blake. And there's no accountability there. 
when the media hires fact checkers, the fact checkers are just progressives who go after the conservatives and they ignore the left. We have problems in the country and the problems are on both sides. Some of them are bipartisan problems. Some of them are nonpartisan problems. A lot of them are people no longer care about the truth. They want to be entertained. A lot of them, they don't care about the truth. They just want what they believe to be what people have to believe. You see that with the revisionism of January 6th on the right and the stolen election stuff. You see it with people on the left with the riots in Kenosha and what they believe about Kyle Rittenhouse. There, there is a perfect, perfect thread connecting the people who believe the election was stolen last November and the people who believe Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist murderer. They believe what they want to believe. They don't really care about the truth. They are essentially within the same echo chamber. Facts have to matter. Truth has to matter. The problem is that the echo chambers of the left so dominate CNN, MSNBC, the big three news outlets, ABC, CBS, NBC, the New York Times, USA Today, the Washington Post, that they greatly skew what is covered and how it is covered. They regurgitate each other's facts, many of which are actually opinions, and they leave a large portion of the public alienated from them. So when a story arises, like what happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and this guy driving his car into the crowd, and the media says, wait a second, it wasn't a planned terrorist event. He wasn't there to wipe out these people. He was fleeing the scene of a crime and took a wrong turn. How can any of us believe them that this is true? There is a truth. Truth is truth. It's not your truth and my truth. It is truth. Sometimes it's far more complex than either of us want to believe. Sometimes it's far more nuanced than either of us believe. But what we can see thus far in the press is that overwhelmingly, they don't actually want to tell you what's true. They want to tell you what helps the Democrats and the left. It's causing a lot of people to be skeptical of basic truths. We have a crisis in America. It is overwhelmingly, it's a truth crisis. It permeates and pervades all sides of the political process. It is amplified, though, and made worse by members of the press on all sides who are there for the ratings and there for the clicks and there for the entertainment value of it. And as long as you're tuning in, they don't really want to give you what's true. They want to give you what tunes you back into them so that they can make money. They're profiting off of us with a bunch of lies, and it is pervasive in the media. And unfortunately, so many people are hearing the lies repeated over and over and over. They're believing they're true. Uh, now. I want to move on to other things. We got to talk about Thanksgiving as well. Uh, I want to tell you about Eden Pure, and I'm getting so many compliments from Eden Pure and the deals that they have. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you click on Eric Erickson, you will see the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater. It is only $227. That is $20 off uh, their lowest sale price, and you get free shipping. In fact, if you put the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater cooler in your card and at checkout use the discount code ERICHEATER, you will get that $20 off and free shipping. Now, 
What do you need to know about this? Well, it's a very well-designed device that heats, it cools, it has a great fan for cooling. You don't have to use the heater. In fact, this is one of those rare devices you can put in your house for temperature that you don't have to put up when the cold weather goes away and the hot weather comes or put it away when the hot weather goes away and the cool weather comes because you can use the fan during the summertime to circulate cool air. You can use the fan and the heating element in the winter to circulate warm air. It can heat up a 1,000 square feet very efficiently, help you lower your power bill. It's got positionable airflow. It's got really great powerful fans that you can use during the summer so you don't have to just store it and, and put it bring it back out in the winter time it's got a timer it's got even a remote control it's so well designed i use it on my front porch it's really for inside but i use it on the front porch what you can do is go to edenpuredeals.com click on eric erickson on the front page and then at disc at, at checkout you'll see a little discount code box you put in eric e-r-i-c-k heater all one word eric heater and you'll get the Gen 40, you'll get $20 off the lowest sale price, and you will get free shipping. Well, the St. Louis Federal Reserve has a, well, they got a, a blog called Fred. It's the Federal Reserve's online information portal. I want to just read this for you. A Thanksgiving dinner serving of poultry costs $1.42. A soybean-based dinner serving with the same amount of calories costs 66 cents and provides almost twice as much protein. A soybean-based dinner. That would be tofu. This is this is bizarre, turkey or tofurkey. This is the time of year to give thanks, and the Fred blog is thankful for the rich variety of data series and data sources available. In years past, we've tapped data from the International Monetary Fund, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, and Eurostat to assemble tasty graphs showing the price of traditional Thanksgiving meals. So I guess we're supposed to eat um, soybeans. Roast turkey has almost three times the caloric value and one and a half times the protein value of an equivalent serving of fried tofu by weight. As of the third quarter of 2021, a hearty Thanksgiving dinner serving of turkey costs $1.42. A tofurkey soybean dinner serving with the same amount of calories costs 66 cents and provides almost twice as much protein. Keep in mind that this plant-based meal would be almost three times larger by weight than the poultry-based meal and may either keep you at the dinner table longer or provide you with more leftovers. Of course, our calculations here don't include the time, value, energy costs, and additional ingredients required to cook the meals. I don't know that I know anyone who's going to eat tofurkey. I don't know anyone who's going to eat tofu for Thanksgiving. I'm sure there are vegetarians and vegans out there who are not going to have turkey. But are you really going to have this? Yeah, buddy of mine texted me, Soylent Green is coming. Yeah. I I yeah, I I I got to I got to I got to take a pass on this one. Um, my intention here was to was to ridicule the Federal Reserve, but actually, as I get into the story, I just feel sorry for people who waste their time with this sort of stuff, and and really sorry for the people who might actually have a vegetarian Thanksgiving. We had uh, Thanksgiving at my in laws over the weekend, and of course, we're gonna have turkey and and stuff at home as well for the family. And those of you who have to work, I just want you to understand that uh, the odds are your day is going to end in pie. So it's really not that bad.
sweet potato, pumpkin, pecan, buttermilk, all sorts of delicious pies await you, I'm sure. Now, when we come back, I want to actually spend time on Thanksgiving because, well, wait until you hear the commentary. Again, does Comcast want a race war sparked by MSNBC? Wait until you hear the commentary on MSNBC about Thanksgiving, the first one, the first Thanksgiving. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business, First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan, say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.